This episode is being brought to you by Charlotte. Shop local, shop Charlotte, shop Charlotte. Our mission is to provide our customers products from brands that we love, trust, and that support the Carolinas. We aspire to foster a community that supports togetherness and local small businesses. When you shop with us, not only are you supporting the Charlotte, but you are also supporting other small businesses as well. Make sure you go check out her Instagram page at the Charlotte, T-H-E-C-H-R-L-I-T-T-Y. And you get 10% off whenever you use the discount talk, the number two, M-I-10. That's talk to me. 10 for 10% off your entire order when you go to her website, allthingscharlitty.com. What's up, everybody? Thank you for coming back for another episode of Talk That Talk to Me. I am your host, me, where Ratchet Talk to inspire all the masses. And today I am joined in the studio by a very special, special person near and dear to me and my heart. And I'm going to try, you know, not to keep it so comfortable because I know we're family. So I have to remember, okay, <laughs> today... You're you're my auntie second. Okay. But first, you are the wonderful, renowned auntie first, mother, daughter, sister, um, confidant, you know, <laughs> aspiration to all of us, your nieces and your daughters and cousins and other relatives. But you are that's my infamous drum roll. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Juva. Alexander, Thank welcome to you. the studio. Thank you. Yay. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you for joining me in the studio for a wonderful cause. That I know you have a lot of things coming up and some things that you worked on. So I wanted you in the studio today because, one, to let you know that you've just been such a wonderful role model to me. Uh, ever since I was little, I've always wanted to be up under you guys, you know, my uncle and you and the kids. I've always wanted to be up under you guys. And I always felt like, you know, my cousins are like my my sisters and my brothers. Mm -hmm. So I thank you for giving me them because <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know what you've done because I feel like, you know, I get my aspiration and some of my outlooks of life from you because I'm very I'm very. um What's the word that I like to do? I'm visual. Mm -hmm. So I like to look and I like to examine and I just like to be a part of what everybody else, you know, has going on in the family. And you really stuck out to me. Wow. You really stuck out to me. You're going to make me cry. Don't cry. <laughs> this is not that type of show. Okay. We're thugs. Okay. We don't cry. Okay. All right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, we went through a loss in the family. And I feel mm -hmm. like this loss brought us all closer together as one. And um, we were over um, my cousin's house, and you dropped off a wonderful gem. Yeah. And this wonderful gem, ladies and gentlemen, um, is something that you guys are going to love. You guys are going to love. And I'm going to be quiet now, and I'm going to let her, you know, introduce herself a little bit further. But I just wanted to give you that warm welcome. Thank and that you. thank you, you know, just for being a major part of my life. Thank you. Enough wow. of me talking. I tell you. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, 
You're right. We mm -hmm. did experience a, a tremendous loss mm -hmm. in our family um, a little over a year ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, <laughs> oh, goodness, I said I wasn't going to cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. So um, your cousin mm -hmm. and uh, my niece, mm -hmm. who she happened to be my very first babysitter, <laughs> and um, Sakina. Mm-hmm. May she rest up there in heaven, and uh, I know she's looking down yeah. at us. But um, I've always had a very special place for my nieces mm -hmm. and my daughters, and I had a story to tell. Mm -hmm. And prior to giving you guys this precious gem, mm -hmm. um, I, um, I wrote a book, and I dedicated my book to my daughters and to my nieces. Mm -hmm. But the requirement was that, of course, everybody had to be um, at least a teenager, mm -hmm. at least 16 years old, because at 16, that was when I think my life just kind of did something different. Mm -hmm. Of course, when you're an adolescent and you're a teenager, that's when you're kind of going through things, trying to find yourself. Mm -hmm. And then when you have that, me being the oldest child, you have different expectations on you, so many different pressures and peer pressure and just different things and trying to figure out who you are. Mm -hmm. All of that kind of, you know, it, it impacts you. Mm -hmm. And then as I became a young adult, I started making decisions. Um, a lot of it had to do with you know, mental health. Mm -hmm. And I know we just finished with mental health awareness, yes. but when you battle with depression, you just don't know what it is. Sometimes all of that coupled with so many other different yes. factors, you know, you make some, some, some choices. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that you regret right? that later. You regret later. Yeah. And one of the choices that I made in my early twenties was, and here it is. Mm -hmm. I was college student, doing my thing, mm -hmm. joined a sorority. I mean, I, I had it going <laughs> on, you know, going through high school, whatever, whatever, you know, you uh -huh. miss popular, blah, 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 uh -huh. all this other stuff. Well, miss uh, popular, miss goody two shoes, <laughs> miss whatever it is that you want to title, you want to throw in there. Mm -hmm. I decided that um, it would be a really cool idea when uh, one of my girlfriends presented this idea to me. Hey, Juva, um, Oh, and to this day, to this day, we are still friends. We we are, we are still. Yeah. I call them my road dog, the original road dog. Oh yeah, I have a couple of those. Yes. So so those those are your girls. You know your girls that you go out with. We would run up and mm -hmm. down the interstate, partying, having fun, mm -hmm. and doing doing all kinds of mm -hmm. things. But nevertheless, she says, "Hey, um, one of my homeboys is having a bachelor's party, and he needs a stripper. Um, do you think you could do it?" Why did she ask me? What? <laughs> and you know what? Uh -huh. Me, in my state of mind, and at this time, I'm like, when I say that I'm out there wilding out, I'm wilding out. I'm up there, you know, I'm getting high every day. I'm mm -hmm. smoking weed. I'm doing doing mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, and you know, and, and I was broke, uh -huh. you know. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, I asked my I asked my friends this now. For us to be in college, we didn't have a job, but we had cars. Like, yeah. where did we get money from? I, girl, <laughs> where and how did I, we I get think money? I had a, that. That's why I maxed out credit cards uh -huh. that I just, you know, uh -huh. you know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But I thought it was okay. Shoot, but no, they don't know me. <laughs> right. So anyway, I um, I end up I end up doing a bachelor's party and. Of course, uh, I was there for, I don't know, maybe a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. 
And when I realized all this money, mm, oh mm, my gosh, mm, mm, mm. all of this money that I made, I was like, oh, I could probably do this again. <laughs> you know, who, is there yeah. somebody else yeah, yeah, have a yeah, bachelor's yeah. party? You know, yeah. ain't nobody, nobody knows. Yeah. So that evolved. Mm-hmm. It evolved into me end up going into um, different sex-oriented businesses, mm-hmm. establishments, mm-hmm. one of them being the um, local strip club. Mm-hmm. Now, I was at, I was in Augusta, Georgia at the time. Okay, because so, I was about to say, yeah. for some of those who don't know now, you're from the... You're from Georgia. I'm from Georgia. But yes. you have foot in ATL. I have foot in ATL. Now, in see, this other is, places. Yeah. So I was in, I was in, um, I was in Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. and I knew that I wasn't about to go to those clubs <laughs> there, you know, because that's considered my hometown. I ain't about to go yeah. up in there. Everybody knows yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, heck no. Yeah. Augusta's about this big. Yeah. You know, so I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. So eventually I was like, I'm going to go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go to Atlanta. At the time I had, um, I had a, a I had, I, 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 come on, Auntie, it's unfiltered, okay? You okay. don't have to hold back. We unfiltered. Woo. But I'll try, I'll try. I, I know. Let's say that at one point in time, mm-hmm. I, I was involved with uh, this guy. Mm-hmm. And you know how you basically, you know, you're into them, but they're not necessarily into you yeah. until blah, 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 blah. And then you just go all out yeah. and they have so, you looking stupid. But and, yeah. but at this time, I had kind of like gotten him out of my system. I, uh-huh. I mean, I had gotten him out of yeah. my system. But he was in Atlanta. He was well-established. He had this little, you know, a, a, a music career. And mm-hmm. he had this big old house. I'm like, I'm going to go up there. I'm going <laughs> to stay in this house. I'm going to go up in that club, blah, blah, blah. And so that's what I did. But... um Going into the clubs Mm -hmm. just kind of opened my eyes to things that I wasn't aware. Here it is in Augusta, you know, you know, you 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 go to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I really and truly felt like the little country mouse Mm -hmm. in a big city. And for those of you who don't know or or aren't too familiar with Augusta, just compare it to it being maybe Kings Mountain. If you're from Kings Mountain, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. that small area, you know, that's really not too far from Charlotte. So think of having that, that bigger dream of going from the country to the city. To the city. yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's where I was. But anyway, in that particular lifestyle and in that club, I had the opportunity to meet all sorts of people, and um, I put some of those people in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, the different things that I experienced, um, and when we think of strippers now, I was in the club and I was hustling, I was making my money, I was doing what I do. Mm-hmm. But it has such an effect on you. Mm-hmm. It has an effect on your family. It has an effect on your loved ones and people that are close to you, and. After a while, it becomes destructive. Mm-hmm. And I think it becomes destructive because you um, develop, or for me, mm-hmm. I developed a love mm-hmm. for money. Mm-hmm. The more I got, the more I wanted. Yeah. And the more that I obtained, it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And then when you develop the love of money, mm-hmm. there's a scripture that says the love of money is the root of all types of evil. Yes. But you know what? And that's because... When you have kind of come from nothing, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you develop this love and this greed mm-hmm. for money. Mm-hmm. You find yourself being in compromising situations where you'll do almost anything to get it. And it's like an addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, you have people that, that are, you know, strung out on, on meth. Yeah. Um, you have people that are strung out um, on being in a strip club. Yeah. 
You have people, you have, and so just as I had this greed and this desire to make all of this money, and I mean, and it's like, I during one interview, I had someone ask me, so what were you thinking? It was a book club. I went to a uh-huh. book club. What were you thinking when you saw all those men? And, you know, it's like, um, the only thing that I saw was money. Dollar signs. I didn't care what they looked like. Mm-hmm. I didn't care if they had a, if, if they were giving me their last. And I know mm-hmm. they were giving me last. They were giving me their, their little rent money, mm-hmm. their little mortgage. They're giving me, <laughs> they coming up there, giving me their paychecks. Now, who comes to the strip club in the middle of the day and right. have lunch? But they were there. But they were addicted just as I was. Okay. So long story short, when I went from, uh, and the, the title of my book. Yes, I was wanting to get into <laughs> that. I feel like we were getting there. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and explain the title okay. of your the book. The title of the book is called From the Pole to the Pulpit. Okay. And guys, just by, you know, this this title of the book and receiving this book as a niece. Okay. Yeah. When I first read, I was like, okay, you know, this might be a a good book. Did not pay attention to the name of the book. Okay. Uh Did not know your name was actually on the book. The title alone just caught my attention. Right. So I'm opening up the book and I'm reading the, Oh, okay. She, you know, she shouted us out. You know, you even wrote in the book to tell my nieces, I love you a personal note. But then when I got to the book, I'm like, Oh, Oh, my auntie. Yeah, your auntie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But yeah. even from reading the book and listening to your story and reading your story, my the message for me was how you overcame, right. you know, that place that you were in as an adolescent. And even going through some things as far as having a child and still trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to stay in this realm of making money. What did you learn about yourself while you wrote this book at that at oh, that wow. period you were at in your life? Well, first of all, this was uh, from the pole to the pulpit. Mm-hmm. I planned to take the pole to my grave. Mm-hmm. Nobody was going to know. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know me just out there in the street and you ran into whatever, whoop, mm-hmm. whoop, whoop, you know, you weren't going to know. Uh-huh. And so by this time, of course, you know, um, of course, it says to the pulpit so that, of course, you know that I had like a rebirth mm-hmm. and I had a revelation. And it's yeah, right. And I actually had that revelation here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey. Yes. So um, my brother in law. Uh, Pastor Morris Graves, he actually, he presented the, the he, he he told the gospel to me mm-hmm. or he shared the gospel to mm-hmm. me for the first time. Not the first time, but it was the first time that I actually heard it mm-hmm. with my heart. Yes. So it's a different when you, it's a difference when you have a head knowledge and a heart knowledge. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the pulpit, I, I ended up, of course, and I had a, a heart knowledge. I eventually came up out of the clubs. So when I was inspired to write this book, I'm a, I'm an adult. I have children by mm-hmm. this time. I'm doing my own thing. Uh, I'm involved in ministry, different types of, you know, different type mm-hmm. of ministries mm-hmm. because God didn't necessarily call me to the four walls of the church. It's always been kind of out mm-hmm. and about um, with people that were just like me. Yeah. People that were people that were lost, people that were struggling, people that didn't, that, that were just kind of stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And I found, I found myself in that place, which is why I adapt to you so much mm-hmm. because I see, I see me in you. Wow. You know, even just watching you and reading your book, I see, you know, the transformation that you've had. I'm working, I'm getting there, you know, we I mean, nobody's perfect, no. but I'm getting there day by day. And it's because of the people I surround myself by. Absolutely. So I'm truly, truly. 
truly, truly go. aware of you and proud of everything that you're doing. Thank you. Um, also, too, I wanted to ask if you could tell me one of the most eye awakening things for you that you wrote in the book that kind of made you, you know, think, oh, I got to get out of here. I can't do this anymore. What was it for you that turned that just that aha moment? Mm -hmm. You know what? And it's funny because I, I, I get that question a lot. Mm -hmm. People want to know. What was that? What was that point? Because you know we have we have movies such as what was the movie? And I put it in there, The Players Club. Yes. And why did you get so, out of it? Yeah. So 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 here it is. You know you you had you know that you had Diamond and you mm -hmm. look at her cousin, right? Ebony. Now now, now okay. So you you <laughs> have you have Ebony. Uh -huh. Ebony is that. Ebony's out there, honey. She getting it. She doing yeah. her thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's beat up and all this. I now. Granted, I had some moments, mm -hmm. but those moments weren't enough to just deter me. Mm -hmm. I think it came to the realization um, once I, well, first of all, I, I end up getting married. And although my husband, he wasn't, um, this wasn't necessarily his thing. He mm -hmm. wasn't no pimp or nothing like mm -hmm. that. But he was in a fast type of lifestyle himself, mm -hmm. you know. But once um, once we got me, he was like, oh, you know, Vince, you got to shut this stuff down. <laughs> yeah. And um, and it's interesting because after the fact, you know, just talking to him, I learned a whole lot, a lot of different things mm -hmm. and how he felt about the situation. But um, basically, I became pregnant with uh, baby number three mm -hmm. and... Um, and in between, what I had been doing was going back in and mm -hmm. out the clubs, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, we need some extra money. I'll just go, mm -hmm. well, shoot, I'll just go up here right. or I'll do this party, whatever, whatever. Right. But, um, no, it I, God had to actually just kind of snatch me out and made it unaccessible for me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have this big moment where all of a sudden, you know, something drastic happened to me. I moved. Mm -hmm. I came to Charlotte, and I was just here. Mm -hmm. I was just here. I was here. I wasn't around my family. I wasn't around my friends. So it's you almost kind of like a rebirth. It was kind of like a rebirth, but, but, you know, but I mean, I still had the mindset of where I was in Atlanta, you know, here in, here in Charlotte. Yeah. And I was, you know, kicking and screaming and he was talking about, let's go to church, go to church. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Go to church. <laughs> and, you know, and then I felt obligated to go to church because, you know, oh, my, my brother, you know, my brother, he's, he's, mm -hmm. he's the minister, he's a pastor. We going to church. So, yeah, so it, it was it was more of um, I was just kind of snatched out of there okay. and there was there wasn't no way that I was going to be, be able to go to the clubs up here. So which brings me to my next question. So why the title from the pole to the pulpit? OK, now the pole, I guess you can say that it is metaphoric, although I was literally on the pole, mm -hmm. but the pole represents almost anything. Mm -hmm. Anything that you are just stuck doing, uh, you're stuck in that dead end job that you absolutely hate going to, yeah. you know, it, yeah. I always equate it to like the call center, Lord have mercy, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, Takes going a to, a, you know, or either just that same old, that same old, same old, and you mm -hmm. know, you'd like, man, I know there there has to be something better than just going here and paying yeah. bills and don't have nothing left. Yeah. You know, stuck in dead in relationships. Mm -hmm. How many of us have been just stuck? Ooh, Jesus, yes, I right? got my hand up right, right. now. Right. Me. Throw, throw a I got a one. foot up, toes yes. up, everything. Me. Dead in relationships. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lack-minded thinking, you know, mm -hmm. saying stuff. I'm always broke. I don't have enough. 
you know, you got to rob Peter to pay Paul. All these things just stuck, stuck in whatever or just stuck in just not knowing what it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I have I have people that are, you know, in their 20s, and I have people that are in their 40s and maybe even 50s, and they're like, they don't even know, yeah. you know? So that pole represents being stuck. Mm-hmm. So the pulpit was... I, I called it, there was a chapter where I said the rebirth of Juva mm-hmm. because um, the pole to the pole, that, that was that was uh, the, the birth of Kitty. And you got to read the book <laughs> yes, to find yes, out you do. Who, Let me tell who y'all. Kitty Kitty is. Me, Shout out to the 69 boys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, y'all. I did not even know Kitty existed. Oh, yeah, honey. Kit, Kitty was honey. She was like Beyonce's. Yes. Sasha Fierce. That's yes. in there too, I it's believe. It's in there. Ugh. Yeah, so she was Beyonce, Sasha Fierce, and uh, she was something else. So, but, but Kitty was up on that pole. <laughs> but the rebirth of Juva, that's when I had a transformed mind. Mm-hmm. And so the pulpit, I'm not an ordained minister, although we all minister. Yes. We all minister, yes. you know. Yeah. So, um, the 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 pulpit it is metaphoric too it's of the transformed life mm-hmm. and i think that even now i am still there yeah. you know uh on the pulpit yeah. I, I, kitty kitty don't kitty don't come Kitty don't come. <laughs> now let me tell you, because at one point in my life, Auntie, one point in my life, uh, Aunt Juva, uh, I remember having this conversation because just as you, you know, mentioned earlier, we all had that dead end job where we felt like this cannot be life every day. Right. So I took this job working at the bank, and I just took the job. I think I was maybe twenty three. Mm-hmm. And oh, this job couldn't have come at a better time, but I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. Yes. So there were even times where, you know, I would say, what else can I do to make money? You know, I'm, I think I'm in shape. I get all these compliments. Mm-hmm. You're so pretty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look great. And I was like, well, I think I'm going to go be a stripper. Girl, yeah. And at the time, I had a friend, <laughs> a very close friend of mine yes, who had just started dancing. And I was like, you know, tell me the ins and outs. And then I had another source over here who was a photographer. I'm like, yeah, let's go ahead and get some headshots. And I pitched the idea to my mom, uh, not, you know, knowing what she was going to say. I knew for one, I was probably going to get cussed out, (laughs) but she had the very opposite uh, reaction as, Mm -hmm. you know, when I told her, I was like, mom, you know, I don't like this job. You know, I feel like there's nothing else I can do. How do you feel about me? You know, becoming a dancer. And she, you know what she told me? What'd she say? She was like, well, as long as you don't go to South Carolina, because, you know, they make you get naked in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. She said, you can do it, mm-hmm. but don't go to South Carolina because they don't make you cover up. And I was shocked. I was like, Ma, really? You don't care if I become a stripper? But for me, I think it was the fear and just knowing that I couldn't let myself right. come to that point. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, which chapter in the book is your favorite and why? Um. Y'all, and these these chapters are something else. They're really good, okay? These chapters are something else. Um, And I'm looking through the book here. My favorite chapter, I think, would be... And let me just go to the table of contents. All the chapters are really great, guys. All the chapters are good. Again, the book is called From the Pole to to the the Pulpit. You could pick that up where on Juva? You can pick it up on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. And also you can get it on my website. And I also have signed autograph copies available. And that's Juva, J-U-V-A, Threat, T-H-R-E-A-T, Alexander.com. Juva, Threat, Alexander.com. And your question, you said, which was my favorite chapter? chapter. Mm-hmm. And Why? Pimps, Hoes, and Porn Stars. Oh, my. Can you say that title one more time? Say that. 
pimps, hoes, and porn stars. Oh, my. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, of course, this is uh, from, from the pole part. So this is, this is Kitty's part. Okay. Pimps, hoes, and porn stars. Oh, my. Uh-huh. I had no idea. Like I said, you know, I was like country mouse in a, in a big city. I had no idea that the strip club was like uh, the, the office for uh, <laughs> pimps, hoes, and porn stars. Kidding out the office. It was. It was. You had you had pimps, mm-hmm. and you had all of his or her hoes. Mm-hmm. And y'all forgive me, you know, for for you know, I guess kind of typing people that way. But you had pimps. You had their hoes. That that's what they prefer. Yeah, because this stuff is real. Yes. Yeah. And you had porn stars, and what. I guess it was just eye-opening to me mm-hmm. to know that you had these people in there. Now, the porn stars, those are the women that would come that would be featured mm-hmm. when you, I don't know, well, there are strip clubs here in Charlotte, but when you have a featured porn star that comes, mm-hmm. money comes. Mm-hmm. Because you have guys that have, this is their favorite porn star, mm-hmm. oh, they coming to see Miss such and such and such and such. Right. But there was one encounter. I was in a club in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my Memphis people because <laughs> Memphis is actually where I was born. Oh, really? So, yeah, Memphis is actually is 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 my my home. My is where I was born. Okay. But there was a club in Memphis that I went to. Oh Lord. Now in Memphis, you know we're a little different. Mm-hmm. In Memphis, we might be a little, you know, you see all prim and proper and uh-huh. stuff. But there's you talking about gangster. I mean, I know the Yo Gotti side of Memphis. Yes, and- <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine, yeah, mine. Let me tell you, mine. Side, yeah. Yes. So in Memphis, there was this, uh, there was there was this porn star that came, and girls in strip clubs, strippers love to fight. But the thing about now, although that porn star would bring a lot of the crowd uh-huh. in. There was a lot of jealousy in the in this industry, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of violence, mm. and I remember uh, this stripper, and I, I won't tell her name because I didn't tell her name in the book. Mm-hmm. But she was uh, she was a feature, and she had a uh, one of the girls got jealous, and um, the girls I mean the stars up on the stage mm-hmm. you know doing her thing mm-hmm. and you know and in this you know with but but naked Mm-mm. and the girl came over and threw a drink <gasps> on her stuff while she was dancing yes while she spread wide open bust oh, no, no bust open and threw a drink in you know threw a drink and um of course you know that had to burn exactly the young woman got off the stage and I remember in the dressing room, you know, and you have your girls, they're still just doing their thing, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, and they're laughing and snickering. But I saw something in her. Mm-hmm. I saw her eyes. Mm. And, you know, she's crying. And, you know, she's gathering her money and mm-hmm. trying to clean herself up. But I saw her eyes. And in her eyes, I saw just pain. And when I saw pain, not just physical pain, it was something inside. Here mm-hmm. it is. She was getting herself together so that she could go back out. Mm. I said she was there because she felt like she had to be there. And she had to put up with somebody throwing a drink on her stuff. But it just touched me in a way because it showed me that it showed me the humanness 
mm-hmm. of her mm-hmm. that this she might have been somebody's mom. Yeah. And we have no idea what the heck what her story was or right. why she was there. Yeah. But she stayed there. She didn't fight. She didn't do any of that stuff. But it was her her eyes. Mm-hmm. And it was something about her eyes that just kind of drew me. Mm-hmm. And um and I think about the pimps, mm-hmm. the hoes. And the porn stars. Yeah. And I realized that they are people, too. And that they, you know, although there are some parts in the book that's very comical or whatever, you yeah. know, whatever, but they're real-life people with real-life feelings, and they are just as stuck as I was. Yeah. And also, too, um, you referred you referred to in the book, because you do mention that a lot, like how you, even though you're Kitty, in that moment, that mm-hmm. night, in the club, mm-hmm. you also still were the same juva in your heart. Yeah. Because even you looking at that young lady in her eyes and seeing that she was hurt versus other women just being like, girl, stop crying, you know, mm-hmm. get yourself together. Get right. right. Oh, they weren't even really paying their attention like that other than... And that, see, but yeah. you took that time out to even acknowledge that and to to acknowledge that and to, you know, see that there was more to it than just her being on the pole and doing what she had to do to survive. You saw the woman in her that, you know, not necessarily wanted her to be there or... Why she had to be there. Right. Have you talked to that young lady since? Or have you, you no, know, kept in contact? No. No. Mm-mm, no. There is only, um, there is only one. No. There, there are a couple of people mm-hmm. that, that were, that, that are mentioned in the book that were in the club with me mm-hmm. that I still communicate with, mm-hmm. um, but but no, she isn't. She isn't one of them. But I did look her up when I started uh-huh. uh, when I started researching because you know when you're writing a book, you still need to research your stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I saw at least uh, four years ago that she was still she's still doing her really thing. yeah she's still yeah wow. she, she's 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 kind of big in the porn industry wow mm-hmm. wow wow so to my next question for you what do you hope readers take away from your story the main thing that i want everyone to take away um i have a chapter in here entitled seek discover pursue purpose mm-hmm. because when i went to the pulpit and you had the rebirth of Juva, the one thing that um, the one thing that I realized and that I learned was that I had a purpose. Mm-hmm. There was a purpose for me being in that club. There was a purpose for me being born. There was a purpose for everything that I went through. Mm-hmm. Although I won't say, you know, uh, the devil made me do it or God made sure that, you know, anything like that. It yeah. wasn't anything like that. But the thing is, is that, I was I was created mm-hmm. on purpose for a purpose mm-hmm. and I want people to understand that it doesn't matter what it is that you're what you're doing or what it is that they've said that you've done or what have you you you, you don't have to be stuck. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be stuck with lack-minded thinking. You don't have to be stuck in hopelessness. You don't have to be stuck in depression in those dead-end jobs or that jacked-up relationship. Yes. Yes. You don't yeah. have to just be stuck. There's a purpose for you. And so what it is that um, I've done is um, I have. I, I want people to walk away with purpose. Mm-hmm. I want them to know that it doesn't matter mm-hmm. your past. Your past is your past, and um, sometimes you have to rewrite the story. And when you rewrite the story, it could be beautiful. Yes, 
It, it can, can be beautiful, can. especially when you're when you're doing that thing that you were called to do. And I get so excited when I see people that are flourishing and thriving. That's why when I look over here, over here to you, over <laughs> you're here to the right. Cry. But it's true. And I'm looking yeah. at you with all these little gadgets and stuff here on the table that I absolutely wouldn't know how to work. <laughs> but I see you in your creative zone mm-hmm. and it absolutely just it inspires me mm-hmm. and it makes me feel good because I love to see people doing doing their thing yes, for ma'am. real, for real. Yes, ma'am. Your yeah. book, when I tell you, when you handed it to me, it couldn't have came at a better time. But awesome. Especially, you know, experiencing the death in our family. Right. Sakina, which we haven't, we haven't had anything that horrific happen in our family. Right. So that was a major L that we, especially us as cousins, took because yeah. we never would have expected that to happen to us. So this book, From the Pole to the Poop, it couldn't have come at the most precious and perfect time. I even encouraged the other cousins, hey, did you read the book I Juva gave yeah. you? I'm pushing, pushing, because your book, reading it, got me here. It got right. me back to my focal point and back to my purpose. So I appreciate ah, and I applaud you because you didn't know that. No, it had I been didn't. A, yeah, me getting back on this podcast had been something that I've been fighting with myself for years. You know, I never could see what my friends or what outsiders could see in me mm-hmm. that I could not see. So this book, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Auntie Juva see, came. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it came at a Absolutely. perfect time. It really came at a perfect time, and I thank you for this. You're welcome. Um, you're welcome. Any other special projects you got going on? Absolutely. Speaking of purpose, mm-hmm. one of the things, um, part of my purpose is to help people to connect to their purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that this is all God that did this, mm-hmm. but Amen. I have, um, I am, I am an inspirational speaker. Yes, me. And I have a platform that I call the Purpose Conversation. And the Purpose Conversation, it's usually, mostly, it's been one on one. You know, I've had the Purpose Conversation in the grocery store. <laughs> I've had the Purpose <laughs> Conversation, you know, in Uber and Lyft. Uh-huh. Um, but. The Purpose Conversation is for um, organizations, mm-hmm. companies, um, small groups, even, you know, even book clubs to discuss, you know, where you are, why you're stuck, mm-hmm. and what you can do to get out of that. What is your purpose? The Purpose Conversation is to get you to think about your life, mm-hmm. reassess, and to get it together. The quarantine has been absolutely... Oh, it's been so draining. <laughs> it's been draining, Sorry. but it's been draining, but it also, it has allowed me to kind of reconnect with my purpose because, you know, here it is, you know, my, my company... I, I, I'm very thankful for them, mm-hmm. but they were like, okay, no, y'all get up out of this yeah. building, yeah. you know, work from home, work remote. Mm-hmm. But, and then during that time, I shut down social media for maybe about four, four or five weeks. Uh-huh. And during that four or five weeks, God just kind of put it back in here. Hey, hey, hey girl, you mm-hmm. know, this is what I told you to do. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of rebranded myself, mm-hmm. you know, and polished some things up. And I am going to launch the Purpose Conversation. As a matter of fact, yes, on June the 20th, Uh I am going to have the first official public launch of the Purpose Conversation via 
the Purpose Experience. Mm-hmm. My platform is going to be called uh, the Purpose Experience. It is a virtual mm-hmm. because we're still and you the know, quarantine. We're and still follow yeah, guidelines. we do. <laughs> so you know, I didn't want to have a whole bunch of people in you know one place or whatever. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have a virtual collaboration. And I thought about it, and I was like, you know, okay, God, well, how do you want me to do this? Do you just want me to just invite people? And yeah. I, and I speak, and I, you know, yeah. but no. The what it is that we're going to do, the virtual collaboration. I know some amazing women. You know how you said that how you saw me mm-hmm. and there was something that drew you. Mm-hmm. There are some there are some women that actually represent some part of my life uh-huh. right at this very moment um, that speaks to my purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I've invited each of these ladies to come to be a part of this virtual collaboration mm-hmm. because I, I it's one thing to have a purpose conversation and to talk about purpose. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to experience it and to see yes. what purpose looks like. Exactly. I want people to see, you know, one of, one of the ladies that I have, you know, she, gosh, she even says I wear many hats. <laughs> she is a promoter. She uh-huh. is a host. She, uh-huh. she does some of everything, but um, I also know her story. Mm-hmm. I know this backstory, and I know that she could have been a statistic. And um, but just to see her in her zone, mm-hmm. and for her to be able to come and share. Another woman, she's a personal brand strategist. Mm. You know, yeah. And she's an entrepreneur. I have a life coach. Her, her <laughs> name is Kelly Sweet. And I also have um, your cousin. I could. I was waiting for that. Your one cousin. Too. Your cousin and uh, one of her friends. But they have this. Um, podcast mm-hmm. uh it's about marriage yes and i listen to it you all listen the time. to it yes so you know their topics it yes. just kind of gets you to thinking yes. and all this other stuff yeah. and you know and then yeah and i then, love it yeah and and i, I love it so all of these ladies and i'm trying oh and there's one young lady she's a community leader she's mm-hmm. there in atlanta she's out there moving and shaking mm-hmm. um and i'm gonna shout out their names real quick yeah, yeah do so yeah. i have jessica hill she is a community leader in atlanta she's uh-huh. also the uh founder of a an absolutely fabulous um, women's empowerment group Mm -hmm. that I belong to on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And it's called SBBU, Sisters Building and Believing in Unity. Mm -hmm. And I also have Udaline A. Derivines. And um, Udaline is the personal brand strategist. Mm -hmm. She's absolutely wonderful. She has a YouTube channel. She drops all sorts of nuggets, Mm -hmm. uh, basically helping you to build your brand. Not just you build your brand, but people, she specializes in people that are multi-talented, that have different things kind of going on and helping to put it together. I'm so excited. Look at God bringing us here for a purpose. Yes, Yes, absolutely. And for those of you who are interested in joining this event, Anjuva, can you give them the link to how they can register for the event? It is, um, it's, it's called the purpose experience. It's going to be June the 20th. Mm -hmm. That's on a Saturday Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to take up everybody's whole Saturday. Mm -hmm. It's from one to 3 PM Eastern standard time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you, so you'll need to register on Eventbrite Mm -hmm. first from there. You'll end up getting a link before the event so that you can join. It's going to be via zoom. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be on zoom. So lots of people can get on and you can be at your leisure. 
leisure. You don't have to, you know, come up out of your house. You ain't got to wear no mask. I, like I feel like I need to be right. like in a sound, safe place with a box of tissue and some water. Oh, it's gonna be it's <laughs> gonna be I powerful. Like, but I'm gonna have yeah. music because I, I love dance. I love music. Yeah. Uh, some giveaways and um, did I forget any? I, I think I might have forgotten. Uh, wait a minute. Who did I said I have? Uh, we stopped at the Jessica uh, Udeline. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, we have Kelly Sweet, mm-hmm. and uh, she is uh, a life coach. Mm-hmm. And I have Miss um, Vegas. Uh-huh. She is uh, the promoter. She is a host. She is a handful. She is amazing <laughs> and awesome. And uh, and um, who else do I have? Of course, I have J.C. Bailey yes. and Kathy Mangum, which, ha- has, which have the podcast, The Married and Having Fun. And I have, who am I missing? There's another one listed, and it, her main name, Rigabel Kathy. Did Kathy, we Kathy, Kathy and JC, yeah. Okay, she's with Jessica. okay. Yeah, so so Kathy, JC, uh, Jessica, Kelly. You just have a lot Udeline, of powerful women Vegas. coming through. So, yeah, I do. I'm so excited. I do, and they, and they are absolutely, when I say this is what purpose looks like, mm-hmm. this is truly what purpose looks like. And the thing is, is just to show people Mm -hmm. because you have so many people, all different ages and different stages in their life. Mm -hmm. You have people that are sitting up there working at that call center. Yes. (laughs) They're working at that call center, but they are actually called to be, uh, uh, an author. Mm -hmm. They are called to be, uh, um, a chef. Yeah. They're called to be something different or they're called to be a, a freaking activist right now. Mm-hmm. We need people that are yes. walking in their calling and in their purpose. Yes. And especially right now yes. with everything that's going yes. on. I was going to say know, that. Yes. You know, we, we, we have a lot. We've had some protests here in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so and of course, we have some people and it's so it's it's so. Eye opening. Very. Especially yeah. because of where we are right at this very moment. Mm-hmm. And, but we have some people that are called to be able to, you know, part of their purpose is to be able to bring attention yes. and awareness. Yes. Because everybody necessarily might not necessarily have that platform or they're, that's not necessarily what they're called to do. You know, they may, you know, share a post or mm-hmm. something like that. But there are some people that are. You know, their purpose is to be out there on that front yes. line and to be that yes. voice, to to be to write that movie, to, yeah. you know. And this could not have come at a better time because I feel like now being a woman of color, yeah, we have a voice. We've yes, had we a voice, but now our voice is even louder. Yes. And it's coming to a forefront and people are just now understanding, oh. Well, look at you. You've been sitting quiet as a mouse for all these years, and now you have a purpose. Purpose, that's right. So for anybody wanting to join, is there a way that we can join your group or your movement? Yes, absolutely. You can um, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. and Twitter. I just kind of did my little Twitter thing look at the you. other night. Yeah, no. First of all, let me... Let me uh, <laughs> Your TikToks, I love them. Oh, with they are Ace. funny. Yeah, love yeah. them with Ace. My, my my TikToks, my TikToks are, are not for me. It is <laughs> it is supposed to be just for me and Ace. And I, I think I it. even I don't even know the name. I think it's I Juva it. and Son or something. <laughs> but it. the TikToks, yeah, we we have fun. I love it. So we can join you on Twitter we as a way to get yes, in contact we can. with you. You can get in contact with me, and I have post uh, links to uh, the Eventbrite there, mm-hmm. but um, my author's page on Facebook is um, 
author Juva Threat Alexander. Mm -hmm. You can find all of my information there, and and you can also find my website. I'm like gonna I said, Juva Juva Threat Alexander dot com. Yes. And you know, and if all that fails, you know, Google me, baby. I know that. <laughs> I know that's right. Listen, I would hit one of these yes. keys, but I'm kind of scared. Yes. You might get gunshots on one, uh, uh, but we ain't going to do no, that. No, no gunshots, no gunshots, but Google me, baby. Yes, Google her. You heard her. So first, let me just say one more time. I can't say this enough. Thank you You're for welcome. coming and stopping by. You're welcome. And sharing your journey and your aspirations and how you've gotten from one point in your life to another extreme, very important. And I just hope to see you go higher and higher. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Honey, I'm pursuing you purpose. Higher. You go Seek, for it. discover, pursuing purpose. That's you what go we all it. need to be doing. Oh, and I came bearing gifts. <gasps> no. Yes, Why? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So this is for you. Okay, I love it. I even love the bagging. Has, Thank yes, you. Yes, you better brand. Yeah. You oh, and you know brand. what? And, and speaking of purpose, your your cousin, mm -hmm. she has a business. Yes. And she has branded two um, valid stylings, and that's with the Z and the number two. That's right. And also two valid customs. They she actually makes my T-shirts. Uh, two valid graphics. She, I'm telling you. I love I'm it. I'm telling you. I love it. See, uh, we're built from a we, family yes, of honey. getting there. Yes, you better do it. And I would rather her be in Atlanta doing all of this than up there in Magic City. So, yeah. <laughs> and listen, she wouldn't be doing it nowhere because her big cousin is crazy, okay? I'm following right behind you, Auntie. Yes. <laughs> crazy. Yes. I love it. I love it. And I just love, oh, my God, I love my shirt. Thank you. Yeah. Got purpose. Got purpose. I'm so Your purpose excited. tea. And I'm you can so find excited. the per Got Purpose Tees on uh, my website as well. Okay, and you are selling the merch. I am sell selling the merch, yes. Okay, cannot wait. Again, thank you, Auntie. You are very welcome. Through. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. Ah. Come by anytime. Are we going to be expecting another book anytime soon? Yes, okay. yes. But this wait. one, this one, well, actually, I, I have two in the works. Of course, I'm an editor. I'm an editor, so I'm always working on other mm -hmm. people's things and mm -hmm. making their stuff look good. And uh, I'm not going to talk about all of my authors today, but I am working on and I'm almost finished with my first fictional <gasps> novel. The thing is, it's so daggone juicy, y'all. Oh, ooh. I cannot. If it's anything like this from the pole to the pulpit. Yeah, well, Kitty, a little bit of Kitty is probably <laughs> all up in uh, the fictional novel. It's called ooh, um, It's called No Residue. Ooh. No residue. Woo. And it's for those who don't look like what they've been through. And uh, so basically, I have this this executive. She's I need, top of yeah. her game. Mm -hmm. But honey, behind closed doors, she is Ooh. a hot mess. And that. all of the characters. Ooh, <laughs> I, I'm afraid for you to read it. But like, what the heck is my auntie? Where is her mind? Listen, when but I yeah. get ready to write a book, I'm coming for you. I'm coming yes. to you. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm so Thank excited you. to see where you're going. Thank in this you. journey and I'm so happy to be a witness and to be right here to see all the great things that you're going to go to come on to do so anytime you need me just know that talk that talk is here for you talk that talk honey yes, I'm loving it I'm loving yes, it ma'am yeah. again everybody you are joined in the studio by yours truly me and my lovely Juva Threed Alexander I'm her auntie first yes. <laughs> this show is also sponsored by CCKP want to enhance your cheerleading and tumbling skills CCKP LLC offers over 10 years of experience, expertise, and safety, providing athletes with the opportunity to enhance strengthen and conditioning drills, performance and skill technique, 
confidence and willpower to achieve, self-motivation and leadership qualities. Contact us to register your program, cckpproductions14 at gmail.com. Man, I learned, I learned when I was younger, like, you can't put your expectation of me on me. I'm me, you feel me? And that's, you're not going to ever make me feel bad for it. You're not going to, you know, make me react to how you reacting to me. I don't care. I'm me. And if I, if I, part of who I am, you know, is disrespectful or is, you know, crossing the line of, like, basic things, I'm going to check myself. But, you know, we all are individuals. So, for you to think my, my balance or my ratio, I'm too this and too that, and I ain't got enough of this and enough of that. That's all I love. Just keep it to yourself, bro.